Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Believe in Tennessee fans. Uh, we are here today, me and my big bro, my big bro Aaron Hayden, VFL. We're VFL, former NFL players, guys. We got a lot to talk about. Um, let's talk a little bit about it, Double A. I'm going to let you start it off so I can come down, calm down. You've always been the calming force for me, you know, because you know about my tweets and everything. You know, I've been behind, and I'm still behind, Hypo and his staff, 1,000%. I'm still behind Joe. But, you know, there's some questions. You know, we've talked about this. We've alluded to this. You know, the traveling, the, the, the road game woes, as we call it, you know, the issues that come up. And first of all, first off, I'm going to get your thoughts, Double A. Here's my thoughts. Where's Hendon Hooker mm. and where's Jeremy Banks? Yeah. That 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 kind of summarizes how I feel. I'm gonna get into some, and I know we will get into some technical aspects, but where are those dogs at? You mm. know, where where are the Fred Whites, the 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 Al Wilsons, the the Dale Carters? Where are the guys right. that probably shouldn't be on campus? You know That's what I right. mean by that. Those, yes. You gotta have two or three of those guys that are just dogs. And everywhere yeah. they go, they they bark and make noise and bite people. We, we yeah. don't have those. We don't have those guys. You remember I, them I, guys I that no yeah. matter what, we play football yeah. in the street. It was guys that you, right. as soon as you said time to snap the ball, I don't care if yeah. it's midnight, no matter what. They were yeah. always field guys. It didn't matter. Cole, it didn't matter. Right. They always felt like going. Right. You know, and that's the thing you mentioned. I don't see it. You know, sorry to cut you well, off. I know you got yeah. a lot to well, say. You know, but I'm going to continue. What, what, what were you saying there? Where are those guys? So then my other ones is the threes, eyes, effort, emotion. I, I didn't see it. I didn't see yeah. it last year in South Carolina. What was the common denominator? Jeremy Banks wasn't there. You right. know what I mean? Hendon Hooker was hurt when, yes. when, 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 they, when it started to get away from him. So I'm starting to look at it, and I just have to be honest, and I am not saying anything about the staff. I'm not even saying anything about the scheme. Um, right. We know that you have to run the ball to run that offense. We know that you right. have to stop the run to run to, to play that defense and, and get out the people. And we didn't do either. But let me go back to my threes. Eyes. There were several times, and you know, I got a kid playing college football, so I get a little personal when I hear people say, you know, personal names. So I'm not going to say any personal names. But the linebacking core are playing two steps behind everybody else. I mean, it's obvious, and in, in, they're in Tampa too, or they're in man to man, and and. Uh, the the will linebacker has the the third guy out and yeah. the third guy out leaves on a flat route and he's still patting his feet for two steps so now you're probably running behind a faster player as a running back and now you're two steps behind and then we we have a flat route in the flat will route and it goes for you know 30 40 60 yards you know right. to get them going and and then they get momentum you have another time when the, we're in uh we're in two man or I don't know if it's two man or if it's cover zero but anyway, they're they're trying to switch uh, receivers, and they switch at three yards. Where do they do that? Right. At? Like, there's no reason to even do that. We're trying to blitz, and we can't hold shell. We're showing what's coming to a quarterback. And I mentioned it last week. That offense is all about spacing yes. and getting you in one-on-one um, predicaments. And you mentioned it all season. You got to tackle in the SEC in you open space. To. And we didn't do it. And then the emotion of if I keep seeing a guy making the same mistake, whether it's linebacker, cornerback, receiver, 
where is that dude? Where's that Fred White? I consider myself one of these guys. Everywhere That's I go right. when I'm with my kids, people say, you know, your, your daddy was mean. Well, I thought I was one of the nicest guys in the world and supportive guys in the world off the field. But on the right. field, I held people accountable. And I couldn't keep watching you do the same thing, whether it was offense or defense or up front. I got in lineman's face. It, I just yeah, don't no see doubt. that at, at, at Tennessee when, when we're losing. And our I, I, the last part that I'll say is I think our team takes on our coach's personality. And he's a laid-back, intense guy, but he's laid-back. Where's right. the John Chavis at? You what the hell is going on out there? You know, where's that guy? Yes. On, on, on the sideline. I don't see the, the coaches doing that either. So I, I, I go to the three E's, like eyes, effort, emotion. And then that other part, where's my dogs at? Like, who are the, who are the two guys on each side of the ball that, that hold people accountable? Now, we can get into the X's and O's. We can get into we don't travel well. Um, we can get into a whole bunch of different things. I don't think it's scheme. I really don't. Mm-mm. I don't think it's the coaches. Pay the man. We're right. we're right there where we should be. And then my last point, and then I'll let you go because I've been thinking about this all for like yeah. for like you know a whole close to twenty four hours now. I guess my my last point is we gotta quit living on tradition. Mm-hmm. I think our players and our fans think we're back. And when right. we show up, South Carolina and Missouri's and the Kentucky should say, "Oh, they're going to boys in orange. Let you know, let's lay down." Hey, Jay Graham ain't back there seven yards deep. Aaron right. Hayden ain't back there. Phyllis Price ain't out out wide. You know, Heath Schuler ain't that quarterback. Right. So you 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 can't live on the backs of others, in my opinion. You got to start building your own tradition. I wanted right. the ball because Reggie Cobb and Chuck Webb and 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 Tony Thompson did it That's before right. me. And I, I wanted, you know, I wanted to outdo them. So if you're going to carry the tradition of our pride on your back, then play the damn way we played. That's and right. That, that's that's just that's nothing against anybody, but we have to play harder. It ain't a talent deal. It ain't yeah. they're young. We have to play harder. We have to play together, and we have to have coaches on the field. Where are my dogs at? Yes. Point. Boom. Right. Spot on. I'm looking at it. I'm talking, you were talking about the linebackers, you know, and I, I get a little bit more technical at times, you know, you're right. You know, but when a tight end comes back to cut, don't you jump back a gap if you're linebackers, you know? Now, I hope they understand. I think that we, we are so talented at linebackers, but sometimes we just watch. We're just looking like this. There's a tight end. <laughs> There's the other guy. And then next thing you know, our end, he ain't denting that tight end who's coming back as a cutter. They ran the ball to, uh, I remember in the second, second touchdown, you know, the running back got up in there and he just cut, he bent it back and walked in the end zone. I mean, that hole was so wide open. My grandma could have walked through there. I mean, yep. it's just, it's just, I'm trying to figure out, okay, when these cutters and swing guys, same thing happened in Florida, right? It's yep. like we got the safety out there and then it almost looked like we farming each other land. We got two guys outside the cutter. Right. And yep. then the backside hole is wide open. And then the D tackle closes the A gap with a linebacker standing there watching. You know, and next yep. thing you know, it's wide open in the backside. This man rushed for what? 200 yards? 100 he yards 100. receiving? He broke the dog on SEC record? One guy? We can't let that happen. It don't happen that way. And it comes down to who going to win the neutral zone. D tackles got to gotta destroy him. You're going to get chipped. Teach the young man in practice. We chipped in practice for that reason. So we talk guys, hey, man, you better watch that chip. You know, we got the chip. We got to be physical in practice. And, and and I don't know that we have a team. I don't know how much we hit in practice, you know. We don't have no veteran team. It's time we got to hit in practice, you know. 
You remember how we practiced? I mean, we had to practice, and then we had an older team. We 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 kind of laid off a little bit, but we hit every week. You got to do those things, and it looked like we just didn't get hit. You know, I saw Jalen. Jalen been great all year. He done held on to the ball all year. He catched the option route, you know, and then there's a defender right here on, the, on his right shoulder, and the defender head up, you know? Did you you got to put the pad on him. Huh? Did, you see the, uh, did you see the receiver standing there watching him get hit? Yes. He got <laughs> to run and get a block. It's, and it's even if he don't get that block, he get the fumble yep. because he run into the block. Yep. But I'm sitting up there with Jalen. I'm like, man, he, he, put two hands, he put two hands on the ball. But which one are you? Are you the hammer or are you the nail? Yeah, right agree. there, you got to say, set the tone on your sideline. And you know we like this. On yep. your side, you know what you would have done. That that cornerback gonna get folded up. He yeah. gonna get folded up for a number of reasons. He gonna get folded up because that's what we do. And he ain't and gonna step time. in there no more. And yeah. he ain't gonna cause no fumbles. He gonna get folded up. You know, I might not get a touchdown on that play, but we gonna get the first down. And he gonna get folded up. And he gonna need to have a little break on the sideline. That's the way we play the game. You know, yeah. and I just saw it in places where we were just being hit. We were the nail. We're getting hit. You know, and, 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 you know, you look at little things that I noticed. The pick six, right? I know I'm jumping around, but the pick six. You got double slant. It's zone. If I'm the inside receiver, guy sitting outside of me, I can't break inside. Right. I got to run straight. And if I'm the outside receiver, I'm just like Michael Irvin. You have seen a million times. Doom, doom, doom. And then he come flat. Yep. We, we just ran slants like it's man. It ain't man. It becomes basketball. It becomes basketball. Yeah, you just you gotta out. open your you eyes. <laughs> open your eyes and see. That's the that's the route that's thrown drawn on paper, right? Double slant can happen in all kinds of ways based on coverage. You know, is the inside leverage? Is the outside leverage? Slot receiver, open your eyes. Don't get mad at me. After this show, you might be. They might watch this and be mad at me. But I'm gonna tell you the truth. You know, we set it up. We, yeah, Joe throwing a ball on the rhythm. Right, and we go. Well, Joe, he 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 got to throw the ball on rhythm. We got to run the route, and whoever that was, outside receiver, you better go fight for that ball. You and him, you can't drift up feeling the guys running, breaking on the route. Both of y'all gonna meet at the ball, and you got to become the defender. You got to do whatever it takes to knock that ball out. Those I, little I think, things happen where the ball is. That's our ball. We thought that way. That's our ball. Whatever yeah. happens is our ball and the effort right there. They strained harder than we did. It looked they like did. they wanted it more than we did. They, they look like we playing the Kansas City Chiefs out there. You did know you what I'm saying? The like coach? they just went and went and put on Mizzou outfit and said, "Hey, we gonna get after that offensive line." They were throwing. They were hooking our four eyes. Guys are standing over the tackle was getting hooked by the guards. Yeah, I mean we gave up contain. The quarterback just drifted around. One time he, he they threw like a little play action off a little bunch route. Receiver, you could have punted the ball to him. He ran inside on a deep corner. Our cornerback let him go. We got a safety out there with the corner standing right beside each other. He 20, he 40, he 30 yards, 40 yards down the field and ran back to catch the ball. Yep. That's how we lost the game. If you're going to do something, do it a thousand miles an hour, you know? Because most of the things you probably think the same (laughs) way. Most of the things that I, I regret about playing is things I didn't do. Yep. I don't care if you do something wrong, do it full speed. Go yep. cover somebody in the opposite jersey. Run. You know what I'm saying? Go sack the quarterback. Do the thing. We ain't get no pass rush on them. We got chipped. You know, we got, you know, and 27 is working his way through. 
You know, he, he getting hooked, he getting chipped. Somebody else got to make a play, you know? I, I, Omar, Omar, I like Omar Norman Lott. Yeah. I, one thing. And people yeah. be trying to calm him down. Yeah, I'm he's down. trying to calm four or five people down because <laughs> that's the kind of thing that we need. You know, yeah, you yeah. talk about that mindset. Let me tell you something. Michigan, I, I'm going to get on Michigan. Michigan went out to Penn State. They got guys crying. The head, co- the, the interim head coach, he the interim crying head coach. I'm like, what is he talking about, man? It's got a bloody nose running back. I mean, them guys came out there like, man, I'm we gonna break somebody 32, down. 32 straight rushes. That's and they lined up and said, we, yeah. we guess what? We gonna line up, we gonna put this ball down, we gonna get in this dirt right here, we gonna get bloody and see if you wanna do it. And that's exactly yeah. what Mizzou did. They lined up and said, what you want to do about it? You can do what you want. You can get too high. We're going to bunch it up, and we're going to stand too high and get hit in your face. And we yeah. went on here and got hit in the face. I, I thought the, the end of the game, Drinkowitz's interview was the perfect summary of what happened to us. He said the defense kicked our ass. I, I was like, oh, my goodness. Hey, Drinkowitz, man, guy. I'm going to tell you I'm something, like, drink. <laughs> drink. Huh? You getting on, you doing that time out on the, on the field. Yeah. Why are we kicking a field goal right there? You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why? Yeah, why are we kicking a field game. goal? Put the ball in the end zone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why yeah. we ain't go for it on fourth down earlier in the game? You know they're keeping the ball. We punted the ball. I don't know. It might have been seven straight times. We just punted the ball, you know? Yeah. I'd rather yeah. get blown. We got blown out anyway. You might as well go ahead and try, you know? Yeah. yeah. Go for it, it. You know? Go for it because I, they 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 running the ball up and down the field. You know, game plans change, and I'm trying to see if we re- if we willing to adjust to the situation. Where's a fake punt? Where's a a a, a onside? A you know, a play. Yeah, we got something to do it in those, man, in those moments. And don't get me wrong, you know that comes from assistant coaches. You know, at some at some point, you got to bring the energy. You know that, coach. If we had assistant coaches, brought some energy, man. You yeah. talk about Chief. He willing to do anything to bring some energy. And and other coaches did too. Sometimes you got to read the room and say, we can't be like this, guys, pregame. Yeah. We yeah. got to go in that locker room and do something. You yeah. know, I've had these conversations. Hey, guys, we got to go in that locker room and do something. We might be running around screaming at guys. Sometimes you just get mad at a guy. You ain't mad at him. You're trying to get him to wake up. You know, yeah. and I think that's some things, you know, and I don't know how we travel, but we had this issue at Florida State. The year we won the championship, we had uh, we had problems with this, and we said, you know what, guys, uh, we were leaving on Friday. We said we're gonna start leaving on Thursday because guys don't get no sleep. We start putting sleep watches on. We like, man, these guys right. ain't sleeping, you know. So guess what? When we go on the road early on Thursday night, we meet, we practice, we meet right after, and we packed up everything and left on Thursday, you know. And then we got them a a, a, a night's sleep. They woke up late. And then that morning, coaches met because coaches needed it too. You know, yeah. as much as we did, we wanted to be home, and we did, you know. But we got together, we huddled together, we connected with each other, we made sure everybody was in the game plan. Guys slept in, we got up and met, and we right. got twice as many meetings, twice as much work done as far as walkthroughs, and we bought, we got together with our team. So right. everybody was on the same page, and that was the reason. And we did it for a lot of years, but guys got a chance to sleep because you're talking about an 18 to 22-year-old. You ain't going to tell me if we leave it on Friday, we get there Friday night, I can't tell you what's happening on Thursday night. And that's exactly. two hours before the game. That 48 hours before the game tell you everything you want to know. 
who is who is doing what they're supposed to 48 hours for the game. Yep. And we didn't want to base I, it on our players, you know? When, when I when I play with the Packers, you talk about uh, 18 and 21-year-olds, 22-year-olds. I'm talking about grown men. When I was at Green right. Bay, we uh, that second year after the Super Bowl year, when uh, we were coming back and guys were kind of going through the motions, they, right. they named a few guys, as they called them the mic'd up guys. And they didn't right. really have mics on, but they were literally charged with basically holding people accountable and being the rah-rah guy. Leroy right. Butler was one of those guys. Brett Favre was one of those guys like so it goes back to do you have those guys like everything to me in college football is so detailed are mm -hmm. we being that detailed have right as hypo went to a guy and said hey this is your defense i'm gonna hold you accountable if these right. guys are running around and not just playing free or is it a position coach because right. I, it seems like garner gets no matter who plays for him right they play their tails off and they play with emotion you know maybe he's that guy i don't know who it is on offense, but everybody can't sit there and just be a, hey, guys, we love you and and hug next. You got to right. have somebody. Cutcliffe, you remember that. Coach oh, Cutcliffe yeah. used to kick. I couldn't stand Coach Cutcliffe until I was a prior junior or a senior. Then I loved the guy because he right. just hold everybody accountable, whether the score was 50 to zero or uh, it was 13-13. He held everybody accountable, whether you were a, you know, a thousand yard rusher, all SEC guy, or you were a guy playing his first snaps. You were Peyton Manning. His freshman year of Peyton Manning, his senior year, mm -hmm. he held guys accountable. You know that, man. Yes. And uh, so, do we have that? I can remember being in blitz pickup and and you know missing a chip or something, and and Coach Cutcliffe stopping in and, and and calling you out. And, and you know, I was a I was a veteran guy that people followed, but um, right. he always held everybody accountable, and it was it was equitable accountability. And that, that's what I think. Like like you're saying, do we go early? And, you know, right. let's do that. Do we have guys pre determined to be the true captains that we right. pick the right captains you yeah. know um do we have guys come in and, and and talk to the team you know i just remember guys like al wilson even when he was yes. a young pup and his motivational yes. speeches uh i remember terry fair when he was a true freshman when i was a senior and you know those guys would speak up you know to the secondary the deron jenkins you know those type of guys um like right. i said fred white you know are we doing that are we purposeful and do we recognize it as a staff? They have to recognize right. as a staff that they don't play all out all the time. Uh, that's what I got from what you said, you know, earlier in this segment is, do you play 110% on every play, yes. whether you know what's coming, whether you know the play, whether you practice that play, are you giving it everything you got? And and I just feel like we got to get 11 guys. I think we probably have about two guys on offense that do that all the time, won't say any names. And then I think on defense, we might have four or five. But, yeah. you know, in the, in the SEC, that's not going to get it. You got to have, have 11 guys playing. When are, when, when are we going to do something in the special teams? Yeah. Like, when are we going to make a play? We haven't made a play since Texas A&M. Yeah. In, in that third part of the game that gives you that advantage. Uh, right. I hadn't seen that. I hadn't seen that either. So do we have a mentality to go down, you know, on punt return and blow a dude up? Or, you know, it's not yes. many kickoff returns. But do we have that mentality? I did like. The announcers got on three a couple times, Williams, because he brought the ball out the back of the end zone. But I like that mentality. You There's not enough guys in orange yes. or in white playing with that mentality that, hey, I'm going to be the guy to make the play. Everybody right. plays like I'm getting graded. And I want right. to make sure I grade, you know, 85% or 90%. Instead Man, of we had some great games. You walk in there and you got graded 57%. Yes, you like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Yeah, you know, but like, why did you do that? Man, I did it because, <laughs> man, I had to.
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they be yeah. like, man, you you don't remember that? You be sitting there with Coach Sandy, be like, what are you uh, doing right here? I be like, hey, well, what I'm trying to score. Hey, you know what I mean? Hey, what, <laughs> hey, what what did I used to say or Stu used to say or Charlie? Like, oh, Jay, that's a good that's a good run, man. You, yeah, we be in that dog. This don't look like this don't look like this on on the field. We got you, yeah. bro. That's a good cut. Yeah, we be in that arguing on Sunday because yeah. we we yeah. we 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 cared that much, and I know these guys care, but I care yeah. was like you heard it, you heard yeah. it, you know. And I think I think this, you know, we got to go in. Somebody got to do something, man. You know, I don't care if a coach got to get in a costume. We had coaches. I ain't going to call nobody out. We had coaches that got in costumes for the game. We're we like, what are they doing, man? They love this thing this much. They trying to shake us out of something, you know? You remind had, me of a story. You yeah, remind I, me of a story. I don't mean to cut you off. <laughs> this just popped in my head. Do you remember, do you remember when Jerry Coker got hurt and we were like, yeah. we started off the country like in the, uh, like number one two or three in the country that year. We were going to yeah. have this great running game, uh, senior quarterback, uh, these great receivers, Joey Kent, all those guys, and Jerry got right. hurt. And they had to put uh, Peyton in. Well, right. really, Brandon Stewart, then Peyton. Do you remember we went like two games where we lost, everybody's playing yes. stiff, and Coach Former came in, and he said, hey, when you guys score, I want you to get a penalty. He was like, I don't care what yeah. you do. You can dance, take your helmets off. And I forget what the dance was at the time, but little man went man. over the top. And the whole running back group ran to the end zone. <laughs> and, and, and we started doing this dance. I can't even remember what the dance was at the time. But everybody just went crazy. And after that, I think we won like eight games in a row uh, right. through the bowl game. So that's right. the thing about, like, coaches. You got to know. You got to read the room, as you said earlier. And I thought yeah. Coach Former read the room very, very early in that season. And and after that, when we were the leaders of that team, and, and after that, man, it was like everybody. I mean, I remember the whole offense kind of coming down there and some of the defense guys and they were they were doing the, the humping around dance or whatever it was. The, yeah. The boom, yeah. beam, boom, bang, gorillas in the mist. That's yeah. what it was. We and, doing and, something and, crazy, and, yeah. but it didn't yeah. matter. We got it the was penalty. like somebody, we got a chance yeah. to do that. Yes, we was going to do that. We, yep. we, got, we got the penalty. And then from that on, we let our hair down. We, we pinned our ears back and we got back to playing Tennessee football. So I, I hope they can pull the right lever here and, uh, and get this team just to play with emotion, man. That's all I will be coaching this week is is, is play play with the emotion of all the hard work you put in in the offseason. The emotion of, you know, those guys that barely got to Tennessee. Where are those guys at? Like, right. they only had one offer. Like, the guy from from Toluca, whatever college that dude was from, number seven, right. straighter from uh, Missouri. Where are those guys at that, hey, man, I love this game and, and I'm going to give it everything I, I got? Those are the guys that, I, that I'm looking for. I, I, it's not about talent at this point for me. We're playing for pride, and then I'll, I'll end it with this. They remember what you do in November. No doubt. That's that's it. They remember what you do in, in November, and that's your legacy, you know, at the University of Tennessee. Boom. That's spot on right there. And I'm, and people go, well, you know, I was sitting around talking with some of our buddies, you know. Can we beat Georgia next week? Yes, we can. Because we are a totally okay. different team at home. We yep. are a totally different team at home. Guess what, guys? Yep. We're going to go in there and we're going to get after Georgia. I know we are. I know we are because we play like we supposed to play at home. We play with that edge. But the crowd can't give us the edge, even though no. they're the extra. They're the extra, you know. But we got to come in with that edge, you know. And we yeah. will. Georgia's going to have their toughest, toughest game of the season down in Neyland Stadium. It's going to be hard on them. We're going to be ready. We're going to yeah. be more ready if we would have won. I know that. Yeah. But we needed to win that game against Mizzou, you know? 
We did. Number one, because, I, you know, I, I don't want that dork coming defense defense be the head coach at Missouri. He ain't even play football. You know what I mean? He didn't even play college football. Now I got to sit up there. I'm talking with the guys from Mizzou. Now I got to go M-I-Z-Z and all this. You know, I done yeah. lost the bet, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm angry I, now, I, you know? I, I, my, my thoughts on Georgia is we, we've traditionally, no matter what type of team we have, no matter what the record, that's just one of those games where, you know, the tradition travels. You know, yes. I talked a little bit about that earlier, but I I think we've beaten them a lot of times when we're not even close to as good as they are. And they've beaten us a couple of times when I felt like we were better better than them. But up in Neyland, um, I, I just always think we're up 14-0 until we do something silly. And so this week it has to be about – um, this is our Super Bowl. You know, people say that like Vandy. Totally. When we play Vandy, we go up there. That's our that's our Super Bowl. You know, let's 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 wreck somebody's season. And it, it couldn't happen to anybody. I played against uh, Kirby Smart, and uh, I used to love running that dude over. And uh, to me, that's the mentality. I think we mentality. all ran him over. Yeah, <laughs> him and Muschamp. Him and Muschamp didn't. They didn't. They didn't do very well against against that uh, running back room. But uh, I do think I do think we have to control the ball. That's the one thing that we hadn't talked about at yes. Missouri. I think we had the ball a total of 18 minutes or something like that. Um, you can't can't, yes. can't do that uh, in the SEC, especially in that offense. We got to be able to run the ball. Missouri ran the ball. Ole Miss ran the ball against uh, UGA. So I expect us to be able to run the ball. And then the other thing is we have to hit. I think we hit that one long ball. And if you can just hit one, I mean three, maybe two more, you get four right. games. I think that really opens up the run game because now people, they get out of that box and they, they protect that hash and everything opens up and, they, and it gets into that, that spacing deal again. And now you're playing like, you know, Golden State basketball. So we, we have double to a, do that. Double A, we got to have some receivers try on the team. Dude. Because we, we get short and somebody got to play receiver. We, gonna, we need to go on out there Monday. It just have trials to have received. Somebody, we got some guys that play. You played it in high school. I'm talking about a guy on that team. I don't care if it's defensive yeah. end. I'm gonna put. Hey, I'm gonna put curse out there. <laughs> gonna be running out there. Somebody, somebody. we need it. We need about three guys. Yeah, we and do. we need some we deep do. ball guys. So, so we better go find them. We you better stop the run. You know how it is. You, you gotta what? find them on the team. You know. You better stop the run too, because if you don't stop yes. the run, the difference in the Ole Miss game last night. Ole Miss was in it, going back yeah. and forth, trading, trading punches. And then Georgia said, "You know what? Let's take the air out of the ball. Yep. <laughs> let's get let's get real physical with these grown men, uh, right. as you call them, them linesmen. Them when you get them linesmen going, same thing happened in Michigan. Michigan yep. brought in that package. Penn State couldn't match them linesmen. They were playing with seven, eight linesmen. They had a yeah. couple dudes with ninety. They had a couple dudes with 90, 90 numbers. So they were defensive tackles playing on the old line, and they yep. came and they just they just hit them in the mouth. Georgia did the same. Georgia put Milton at fullback." I said, man, they yeah. for real. They, <laughs> they for real. They, they, they not said, at all, we, we ain't playing with y'all. We we going to hit somebody in the face, you know? Right. So, so oh. we better be ready for that, you know? We better be ready we for it. We better decide that we, we going to put extra physical. air in our helmet. We going to be physical. We going to cover all gaps. And we going we gonna to lose. If we lose, we going to lose going 1,000 miles an hour forward, you know? Tuesdays and Wednesdays should be – inside drill or whatever they call it. You know, we call it nine on eight. But it should right. be a lot of that and a yeah. lot of goal line uh, 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 this week. So normally every week I hit you with a question that, that you probably don't want to answer as a former coach. What, what, what What's your 
your thoughts on uh, the uni- University of Michigan and Jen Harbaugh suspension? Well, I'm going to start with this, okay? I was really inspired by the game, you know, because I'm like them guys backing their guys, you know, backing their head coach for a young man, you know. And I'm happy for Sharon, the guy, you know, he the interim yeah. coach, you know. He, I've heard a lot. I don't know him. I've heard a lot of great things about him, you know. The energy they play with. They play with a physicality, energy, a chip on their shoulder. Michigan has always been like, you know, I've always felt like they had their chin up and higher. Right. They might. Right. They play like, nah, they play like dogs. They As play Stephen A. Smith like say, dogs. rough riders. They, went they, the they, they, like they rough play riders. like, we got chipped, free hardball. No. You know, yeah. bloody nose, yeah. running backs, linemen, hands all jacked up. You know, they were bending backs back. They were putting they guys were. on the ground, you know, they the were. entire game. Not a lot of talent out and there, in my opinion. They don't nah, have a lot of talent. They, they just closed the gap. They tightened the splits. They them. said, me and you going to meet right here, board drill, and we're going to take y'all back there. And they said everybody in the stadium knew where, where they was running the ball. They yeah. ran duo. They ran zone. They ran yep. duo. They ran zone. They ran duo, 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 <laughs> duo, duo. Huh? That running back ran that rock all day, you know? All and day. I, that, that's what kind of, Now, the post game just made, made me cringe. Yeah. That's a little much. I mean, you know, like, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not being funny, you know? I got this uncle, right? Right. And my, you know, my sister getting wet and getting getting married, you know, we we yeah. don't give him the mic. We don't let him have the mic because he, we know he's gonna say something <laughs> that don't make no sense. Right. And he might start crying and then it all gets messed up. Okay. Right. I don't Sharon, come on, man. You know what come I'm saying? On, like, like you, you, you see somebody that's becoming a head coach. You are interim head coach. You can't get up there and you know, you thank the Lord, and then you start dropping F bombs off the rip. You know, right. you hit us with three F-bombs and you thanked the president, but then you went back to F-bombs and then you ran off crying. Like, I was like, my boy Blue. You know, like, like Will Ferrell and doggone, you know? So, I didn't know how to feel. I, was I didn't even know how to feel. I was That's like, I, I was ashamed, but at the same time, it was I was laughing and I was just sitting there going, what, what, what is this? What kind of show is going on over there? The, I think the about a Michigan man. I'm is. like, what is going on behind the scenes that, that, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I he should have kept that to four words or less, but this man was like crying so hard. You know what I'm saying? It was like man, crying tears of car. I was like, man, man I can't a, watch this no more. This but I had, had to watch open, it. Open love letter to Jim Harbaugh, post a uh, big, huge, big physical. I'm like, that wasn't the physical team I just saw. This dude just got emotional and wanted to hold hands and. Man, hey, that, that kind of crazy cry. Hug. He had that crazy cry. You don't want to mess with nobody yeah. like that, man. Yeah, you don't mess with him. He need, he needed a hug, man. But I seriously, had to Wikipedia to make sure uh, Jim, uh, Jim Harbaugh wasn't dead, man. I was like, wait a second, man. Let me look. Dude, it was bad. So here, so here's my thought on on. Uh, I want to get your. I'm actually a, a second level question, the whole Harbaugh question. So here's my thoughts. The suspension is 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 really the Big Ten trying to do something and yeah. meet in the middle and, and mediate because at the end of the day, you know, how much does the head coach as former players and especially you as a former player and a, a coach at the highest levels, how much does the head coach really impact a game? Like I don't remember talking to Johnny Majors right. ever, you know, right. doing a game unless I fumbled or I did something 
got a penalty or something like that. Coach Warmer was a little different, you know, because he's more of a, a player's coach, and he might come and ask you your opinion because right. he, he respected your opinion. But at the end of the day, man, it was, you know, it was Coach Sanders. It was you guys, you know, coaching right. each other, you know, doing the game, and then and then it was the, the coordinator. So this whole – it's a big disadvantage and it's a big, you know, penalty. If the man can coach during the week and keep people organized and hold people accountable, really what the head coach is doing – is either making really good decisions on fourth and one or going for two or being like James Franklin and just evidently not even being part of the game because I don't know what the hell he was doing uh, down nine and going going for two. So that that's where the head coach can make or break you. And he broke – <laughs> James Franklin hey. broke his team or he had money on the game. I don't know which one it was. But uh, his, his assistant coaches should all be fired because had yeah. I been on that staff – I'd have been like, hey, man, you could fire me, but, dude, what are you doing? If we don't get this, that's a wrap. Game over. Yeah. And, well, I'll answer your first part. The okay. first part, the assistant coaches have to, you know, that's how, that, you know, when you got an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and the head coach is kind of a part of both, right, like Harbaugh yeah. is, right, um, he don't have much of that, right? Now, his presence is felt. Right. Yeah. But, you know, you got coaches, if you got a good staff, which they do at Michigan, the way I, I see it. Right. They've done well. You know, they got coaches that, that on the field, they, they don't know what to do. They run practice. They have things. They bring the energy, you know, right. and that that's not going to affect them. You know, if he's suspended and when he comes back and plus it's, it's almost they, they got this chip on their shoulder. They got a, they had a type of energy that you want. I mean, they had the type of energy that you want. Sometimes a little bit over the top because you don't want them yeah. sending back these goggles, you yeah. know, because people are poking at them. They don't need that look right now, you know. So they need somebody to kind of direct this thing. But everybody's back in this thing, and them guys are playing with the kind of energy that you really don't want if you're the other side, you know. They coming out there with this energy like we 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 got something to prove, you know. And yeah. I can see that. Now, on 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 – on Franklin, I'm going to tell you this. Back, uh, you know, you remember when all this analytic stuff came up, right? And yeah. he had his old, you know, he was the front and runner of this thing, 2015, 2014, going over to MIT, talking about that analytics. Right. And I've been in discussions as a coach sitting there going, I ain't doing that analytics thing because you ain't going to make me look like a dummy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because this analytics, like, we go for fourth down, the book said. We go for two with the book say And I'm like, man, you got to be able to read the room and understand what if my the tackle hurt? What if you can't do that? What if it's the end of the game? They'd be like, no, nah, we just do what the book say. He might disagree. He going to probably say, no, that ain't it. But you can go look at his answer. And I promise you that it's out of an analytic book. It says go for two, and he did. And I don't care what anybody say in the country because I've been sitting in the meetings. I've been in, on the headset like, man, why are we going forward on fourth down right here? Why would we go for two right here, right? Because it's just what you do because some guy in a backpack that went to MIT said, do it. And you ain't, right. he ain't got an answer. You got to get up there and say, well, it's all about the points. That's all, that's all he said in the interview, you know? Yeah. But he's the one sitting up there looking like a dummy. Not, not, not the guy that wrote the book, not the analytics guys that's sitting out here talking about going for two. I ain't ever going to base everything off that. That's why they got football coaches. You have been you know? down there three times, Jay. He was down there three times moving right. the ball effectively right down, punching Michigan in the teeth of that defense, got inside the five three times yeah. and didn't score. But now you think with everything on the line and all type of pressure. With two minutes left in the game, you're going to go for two? 
Yeah. You Why would you ever do that? I, think, huh? I, I have. I, I was so yeah. shocked at what that guy did. The book, um, man. In, in that situation, man. He it's better throw book. that book. He better throw that book out. He burned that book. He had never set foot on, on MIT hey, again, now, man. Now that they've gotten Jimbo, he's next. He's, oh, he's the next guy that, that, that everybody sets up every year. To me, I, I, I hate to do this, but I'm going to do it. But Penn State, Notre Dame, every year are yeah. overrated. The quarterback is overrated. And they say these guys are like the top echelon of, of QBs, and they and they just never they never pan out, man. So that gap between Ohio State right. and Michigan and Penn State is real. People, people is. need to stop acting like it is. And, and they're in the middle of the pack of, uh, of Big Ten, just like Texas A&M is in the middle of the pack. With right. uh, when it comes to Alabama and Georgia, and yeah. and and you can try to change that up every year, but but until those guys, you get guys in there that that truly can can recruit at a level that those guys yeah. recruit at, and Jimbo actually does. So yes. I guess that's even more painful because he does recruit at that high level. But we we need to stop all this preseason ranking and, and putting them guys at the top until they right. until they break they break through. They got to break through. You know, you look at A&M, you know, I was there when he came in, when we all came in together, you know, and that was a big turnaround, you know, uh, 17. Yeah, they went seven to six, but it wasn't the same team, you know, and you look at over the years, they beat top 25 teams every year. You know, they were the first year they went nine, what, nine and four. Yep. You know, you go beat beat an NC State team 50 something to 14. You know, you win in a, uh, you know, uh, seven overtimes and beat a top 10 LSU team. You know, um, you were they were competitive every year. 2019, you know, you go back, you go to another bowl game, you go eight and five, right? You beat a top 25 Oklahoma State team, you know, but they brought them there to win the championship, right? You right. know, and, and you think about this, though. They brought them there to win the championship, you know, but 2020, they go 10 and one. You know, great year, right? Yep. I think that's what, 2020, wasn't that the COVID year? Yeah, that's COVID probably year. that COVID year. You know, you, for, you know, and there was a lot of struggles now. For them to go, they went 10-1, and one, went to the doggone Orange Bowl, beat North Carolina. That's big time right there, right? And they turn around, and, you know, and they give him the contract. They give him that giant contract because they're afraid of him going to LSU. You know, so everybody holds him accountable for all the – but look, from 2021 forward, right, they give him that money, you know, and I, I don't know. It just seems like everything changed. After that, it's like we're paying you this much for a championship, you know. And I just wonder in this day and age in college football, do people understand, you know, that it takes time to build a they program don't. and that, you know, you know, you look at College Station, that's a tough job, you know, and it's been some turnover in that staff. You got to be a, a big time, you got to be a heck of a recruiter. You go into College Station, Texas, guys. Yeah. It ain't a lot there, and then you compare it to Austin, Texas now. Yeah, the, the, the guys you fighting against. I mean, right. that's that's uphill now, you know. And the things that you're selling, there's a lot of great things to sell there at Texas A&M. They got a great tradition. They got a lot of things. But we talking about going across the country, going yeah. to Florida, going to going to LSU, all these different things. And they brought in that big time uh, 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 group of kids, but they, they were did. young. They're young. We in the SEC. They got a build, you know. So you you go back. 2022 is probably the year, right? Everybody go, oh man, look what happened, right? They yeah. still beat two top twenty-five teams, two top fifteen teams, you know. But they did go five and uh, five and seven. That was a difficult year, you know. But this year they came around, they six and four right now, you know. Those guys are still young, 
You know, the Ruben Owens, he's still a young player. He's playing with a backup quarterback. Playing with a backup quarterback. And I think that's the biggest thing. Jimbo's always had phenomenal quarterbacks, you know, but he fights to battle there on campus of changing the narrative, guys, because uh, Texas A&M, they got great tradition. They got a lot of traditions, man. I'm talking about a lot. You know, uh, rings. Yeah, it's like every week we're like, yeah, we got this program we got to do. I'm like, man, we got to coach football. You know, it was always something going on. I ain't got no problem right. with it. I love tradition. I, I I enjoy and love my time there. Great people. But when you in the SEC, man, football is number one. You know? Yeah, and and and, 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 and and I think we should we should close it out kind of making all the points that you just made about Jimbo, about, about Hypo. They need to pay Hypo because right. we're in year three and we're competitive right. and we're 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 not over the hump. Right, but we're we're up close to that 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 bridge that that we can kind of go That's here right. and then start right. to ascend uh, back to the elite. And if you if you'd have told me we would be where we are right now, you know, ranked in the top fifteen, I guess after the loss we won't be. But that we're ranked in the top fifteen, you know, we we have a winning record. Um, we're getting the you know the TV games and and we're getting the big time recruits because he's having a hell of a year um, recruiting. That's that's what he that's what we would be ecstatic if we knew this, you know, three years ago. But the Bow Nation, just like, you know, we were talking about Texas A&M, everybody want to play in the ship. Well, yeah. we hadn't played in the ship since Phil Former was the coach. That's right. Let's, you know, that's let's right. be realistic. And how many coaches have we fumbled through to get to this point where right. our program is clean? Um, you yeah. got VFLs like, you know, us. You know, the Al Wilsons, Peyton, everybody's going the same direction of Danny White. We yes. hadn't had that. We hadn't had that in 15 years. So let's, right. let's be realistic. I'm frustrated just as much as anybody else because we like to talk trash to all our buddies that yeah. uh, we, we play with. And, and we like to wear our, our power tee around with our chest poked out, you know, peacocking. But let's keep yeah. it in perspective. You got to pay the man. Uh, you got to stay behind the program. And you got to be patient because – yes. He's not even playing with his players yet. I mean, even That's with the right. transfer portal, you know, you get to correct it a little quicker. But he's he's not even playing with his own players yet. His guys that he's setting. And we still short guys and brought through. And we we're ain't still got all the guys. guys yet. Come and, on, and guys. We had guys drop. We had a guy. We hit. We finally get a big play and one hell of a catch, and and he's hurt. And then you come yeah. back and we're we're rolling, and then Squirrel White gets hurt. And so right. you know, we forgot we lost Brew McCoy. He's probably yeah. one of those alpha male type guys, he the is. Jawan Jennings of that team, where, where right. he can show some leadership. So we've had that all over the place. I can't think of the, the linebacker. I think it's Weatherby or something like that that got mm -hmm. hurt early on. That's I think he's 24, 25. Well, that, yeah. there's an advantage to having those type of guys, a 25-year-old. Well, and Peely. We ain't got him. Yeah. We don't have Peely in Haddon. there. Haddon was playing his tail off when, when he got I mean, We hurt, lost some so. dogs. Them guys, Haddon's them. a dog, you know? Yeah. So, we lost so pump your brakes, Bob so, Nation. You know, pump pump your brakes. Get on these shows. Get you know, get on Twitter. Get at us. You know, we can talk it out. Get our frustration out. But you know, let's be realistic and and let's keep uh, pushing forward uh, behind Hypo because I do think our better days on the opposite opposite side of us. And I I think we're we're probably about one or two years away from from being in that playoff consistently. That's what I think. Yes. If we stay the course, if we pay him, and, yes. but if we don't. I think we'll be right back here and we'll be like Arkansas. Where, we'll be um, over there at Texas like, A&M. We'll be over yeah. here with tears in our eyes because they're going to back up the right. truck, guys. I'm we'll going to promise we'll be you crying. that. 
we'll oh. be crying like Sharon in Michigan. Talking man, about, man, they, we just they, want they to coach. They got a whole lot of people, man. You know, they got a whole lot of money. So y'all better yeah. get ready. They better pay for somebody else come in here, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a good so point. Be, be aware of that. All right, Believe fans, just talking about Jimbo. You know, um, today, uh, I guess he's uh, um, getting a buyout. I guess you call it fired, but that's an awfully big check you get, you know. But, you know, and people go, well, he's happy now to get that check. But Jimbo's a football guy. I mean, he's a guy that um, one of the most – I mean, he's a brilliant mind. I've never seen many – I haven't seen many like that other than Coach Spurrier maybe um, that could just call plays at a level. I mean, when he's rolling, it's at high speed. And, you know, he's one of the, you know, innovators on offense, I, I would say, in the last 10 years of how he thinks and how he understands defense. And obviously he had a, he had a big-time influence on me the way I look at football. Um, I was with him for seven years. I was with him at Florida State. And, um, you know, I was with him at at A&M. And um, that was the biggest thing is it was such a different change. And, and, and that was my thing. When I was there was like, does he fit the space? You know, does he fit? You know, I always felt he fit LSU the more than he did A&M. Because it's just different. That's the difference between Southern and, and the culture of country and Texas. And there was just a different Texas A&M Great as it is. And I'm going to tell you, it's a great space. you got a lot of great people. I mean, it's more of a cult kind of culture. And I don't mean cult in a bad way, but it's more of a culture that's in itself that, you know, that, um, I mean, you just, it's just different. You know, they have different traditions. They have all the hand signals and then, you know, they have the, you know, the male cheerleaders. Oh, that, that's very yeah. important to them. That is very important in how they do things. You know, and it's very, uh, it's very much so like a country kind of, you know, meet and greet kind of. Um, it's theirs. Everybody's friendly, nice, but it's, we're all together. And it's the, theirs. Yeah. The ticket office guy been there for fifty years. You know, or forty. He might not. He might not know what he's doing, but he's been there. And he, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Please right. don't get me wrong. You know, the secretary has been there a long time, and that's stuff that Jimbo had to fight through. You know. Because Jimbo was different. Now Jimbo gonna tell you what he gonna tell you. You know he worked for Saban. Right. He worked for some guys, and I, you know, he's friendly as he can be, but he's straightforward and he's a football guy. You know, and I thought that was good. They had buffers between some things, but there was some headbutting. I'm I, I, when I was there. I'm gonna be honest. You know, because he runs a program a certain way, and that's the way he see it. And it, it is a championship way he does that. And that's and what that they paid him for. That's what they that's paid him for. Him to come for. in. And, and put a program in. Let me ask you this. Two questions. Yes. Does he go back with Nick and go to uh, rehab, coach rehab? Man, if and, he and do, they'll win by 27 more championships, man, if they put them two together, man. I'm telling you what, if he's just an OC, oh, my goodness. Or analyst. I mean, that's what they do. Anal you know, he ain't going to be no analyst. analyst. He'd be over there on the headset. Of, run this, run this. You know how fast he talk. He'd be like, right. I don't know what you're you, saying, coach. You got, the, you got the young pup and Tommy Reese. Right. Who, who has struggled at times. And I don't yeah. even know if he's calling the plays right now, knowing Saban. And then you have a chance to get Jimbo there where he's just Man. really there to have fun and enjoy coaching. That's probably like the smartest move because if he go there, he might be in line to be the head coach. They're going to leave out of the interview because of what he is and what he does and how he is. 
if he went there and was an OC yeah. and Tommy Reese right now, like, man, if he listen to this podcast, he's going to be there, like calling his agent. Like, who? You talk to, anybody talk to Jim, Jimbo? You know they all got the same agent. Yeah. They, <laughs> hey, they, man, they do. Yeah, you know, tell Jimbo he can go on out there to, uh, go on out there to somewhere else, you know? Go out to USC or know, something. Go. I actually know Tommy Reese because he recruited Dallin. And so I'd be yeah. shocked if I get a call. Then I know yeah. the podcast has really made it to everybody. If I get a call going, <laughs> hey, man, hey, man, hey, Hayden, you know something? Do you know something? My my, my, my second my second question. Yes. Does does Kiffin the next step? Does Kiffin go to AM? Is that the next step to get Kiffin back to like a powerhouse level like USC? Because I, he only I, can I, do so much at all. I'm gonna day. tell you this. Um I think this last little uh recording gonna probably keep him in the old man's right. But it <laughs> It's just not a good look, right? Yeah, you're right. But also, I'm going to say, just having been through mental health, okay? Yeah. He sounded like a, a man that cared. Yeah. Now, he sounded like he was talking to his son. Man, where yeah. have you been? Yeah. You know? And people get the words mixed up. And, and here's my problem. People put a stigma on, on mental health that the kid hurt his knee and was gone for three weeks. Right. What would what would we have said? We would be like, yeah, he right, he right. He talking about mental health, and all of a sudden, people are like, whoa. Guess what, guys? It's just like if you tore, you hurt your knee, you tore your knee, you got to get right, right? You got to get the treatment, but you got to be there to do it. You got to you be still, there to do it. You, and you and still, if you have a mental health thing going on, right, that doesn't absolve you from anything that you do wrong. You need to know. You do right, you do wrong, you get mental health help. And it doesn't say, you know, sometimes people lean on that. No, it's what you work on to get yourself back healthy. And that's that's the point of what he was saying. Don't agree with everything he says, but when a young man's in there recording them, it was like, hey, if you recorded me with my son when he do wrong sometimes, right. you might hear a video you don't like, you know? But Here you he, go. what he means is what he means from the heart, you know? Here's, here's what I got from Lane Kiffin, and I want to take people back to when they had him mic'd up before the Texas A&M game, I think it was, or Alabama game, and his own son, Knox, had his hat on backwards right. coming out when they ran out, and then he was on the sideline. This man was getting ready to coach against Alabama or somebody like that. He stopped his son two or three times and said, turn your hat back around and look like a gentleman, look like a young man. Right. That's the type of guy he is, and what I heard – was a guy saying, hey, I'll support you on the mental health part. Right. But I got to teach you how to be accountable because we can go to work. The job doesn't stop. Corporate right. America, I can tell you every day, corporate America don't stop because I'm I'm not feeling well or I, right. I don't have um, my right mindset because mental health is definitely real. We all go through our ups and downs, our peaks and valleys. But guess what? You still got to show up. Or you yes. got to tell somebody so that somebody else can show up Boom, for you. That's exactly and then what here's here's my last point. If you were really caught up in mental health, why'd you record the coach? That's right. That was premeditated. Right. Whether it was the conversation was right or wrong, but it was premeditated because you wasn't looking for help because you could have got your mental health in the training room as well. Yes. You could have reached out to that man and say, Coach, I can't talk to you about football right now. I need to talk to you about me. You yes. didn't do that. And, and that's what he said. Coach. He said, you weren't here. You, you weren't still here. have to be here. And I will point out one thing, you know, and I heard this, you know, through, you know, talking to coaches and everything. I wanted to know who's doing the most with mental health out of the coaches in the SEC. 
and him yeah. and Nick Saban are the guys doing the most. Yeah. They're well, doing the, the most, training guys' mental health, spending time, even coaches. He do a phenomenal job. And then we were even talking about it on this show, about somehow getting him on the show to talk about, coach, how does he do that? You know, so I know that part of it. But then we hear this, you know, it's like the people need to understand and know that. Yeah. You see the things that he tweet out, you know, sometimes he's given, you know, constructive, funny criticism to other programs. And then right. other times he's given true support to issues, like you said, uh, mental health. And I can tell you at Tennessee, when I first met him, when he was the head coach, and I was still really involved with the program, I could tell that he suffered with some type of um, social yeah. anxiety. And he's come along and gotten better, you know, yeah. about it. And he's been very uh, forthcoming with, you know, how he is and, and what he believes about mental health. That wasn't a mental health conversation um, no. at the time. And we, we've all been there with those guys. And the other thing we don't know, Coach, is do we know what happened with that kid? Because, you know, we got some – we played with some guys oh, yeah. that took advantage of every situation and oh, yeah. was always, always finding a reason to be late, you know, yes. mispractice, miss the bus. You know, we don't know what that guy's uh, track record is. And I, I really didn't have a problem with um, the way – I thought that was tough love. And yes. that tough I love that he gave that kid may end up helping that kid be a better husband, a better yes. father you know, and, 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 and a better worker in, in corporate America, hopefully, you know, he, he gets his degree. So, you know, I hope that doesn't hold Lane Kiffin back from, you know, ascending Should. back, you know, to the top of, of college football, because if, if it does, that's probably what this generation needs more yes. of. It's a, so. it's a quarter of public opinion, right? And it's the skewing of information, right? But I'm going to tell everybody, self-care is about doing the work for yourself. Yeah. It's about going, getting mental health appointments. It's about showing up and yep. getting help. It's not about fall, falling somewhere in a hole. It's not about getting missing. It's about showing up every day and working on your mental health yourself. And, and people always go, self, I had to work on my self-care, so I'm going to go hide. No, no, that ain't what we're working on. That ain't. It's a mental edge, man. And everybody needs, you need that mental edge. You need to work on yourself. You need to wash your own clothes. You need to work your, you need to work yourself. So you don't enable yourself to be just, you know, average or below average or drop down into depression because of, you know, the fact that you're just sitting around. And that's, yeah. and that was a point in the sense of urgency that I heard from Lane Kiffin when he was talking to that young man. So I'm going to leave it there. You know, we could talk forever yeah. about this, you know, but. You know, you know, the point with Jimbo, you know, is is it's just interesting to me, you know, where he's gonna land. Cause I think he he's a he's a he's a coach that he's a football coach. And he's gonna go yeah. close football somewhere. And somebody need to go scoop him up right now because he he he's a great one. You know, you if win it, it's, State, it's not easy to win a championship. If I'm Michigan if I'm Michigan State, I call him right now. Today. I call him right now, man. Today. Because that's a place where you'd be lucky to have him, but he could bring the yeah. presence right now. The portal's going to open December 4th. There'll be plenty <laughs> of guys that want to follow Jimbo today. Fisher to today to go play. Plenty of coaches that'll want to follow uh, Jimbo Fisher, and that's probably the best you're going to do, um, right. especially at, at this instance. And what a name, man. What a name to go yeah. in there uh, to, the, uh, to the Big Ten, and, and that's, that's what I would like to see. I'd like to see yeah. them call him real quickly. Ain't no doubt. So that's our that's our point right there. I mean, 
believe in Tennessee fans. We always going to tell you the real. Just um, excited about the game coming up this week. Everybody's going to be there. It's going to be a packed house. You know, everybody going to be in that hype. You know, Neyland, we got to bring that that energy, 14-point energy, that loud noise. You know, we're going we gonna to get after them boys. Kirby and the crew coming down to Neyland Stadium. Them boys better be ready. I might have to go over there, double A, stand <laughs> at the door like Mr. Porter. And start you might need to get a pregame guys. speech, bro. You might need to go into pregame speech and, and blow some they stuff up. They might let me do that, man, but it might be too loud for him, man. I might have too much juice. I might be out there like Sharon with tears down my face, man. They might even understand what I'm saying, man. You know what I mean? They might That's let me go down need. the walk. I'll be on that joker running down there, down the heater, bro. Let's go. This game about to be played, man. Number one yeah. coming to the house, man. And we gonna we gonna we gonna we better come out there with Michigan with the bloody nose already pregame. That's protect what I your house. That's protect, protect your house. <laughs> so believe in Tennessee fans. We'll be back with you guys. Go Vols! Hey, big Vol Nation! Make sure you listen, like, follow. Keep getting at us on Twitter. Uh, hopefully, we address a lot of the topics that you brought up, and we'll continue to do so. This is where we'll respond. We'll respond on Twitter as well. But we really get deep here. So go Vols, like, listen, and follow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.